This is the Becker's Healthcare Podcast, created by the team of Becker's Healthcare, a multimedia company devoted to the people who power U.S. healthcare. Four new 15-minute episodes are released daily, containing industry news, analysis, and thought leadership from powerful healthcare decision makers. Support our show by leaving it a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or other platforms you use. It's a chance to tell us what you like about the show and act on your feedback. Thanks for listening. Now here's the episode. This is Scott Becker with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. We're thrilled today to be joined by Dr. Pooja Vyas, and Dr. Vyas is going to tell us about her career, leadership, BJC, and a lot more. Dr. Vyas, can you take a moment to introduce yourself and tell us about your background and your role at at BJC? Yes, thank you for having me. Um, My name is Pooja Vyas. I am an internal medicine physician, and I'm the chief medical officer at Christian Hospital, and we're a hospital part of the BJC healthcare system in St. Louis. I uh, have been in my role for the past two years now, and prior to that, I was the medical director for our hospitalist group. Um, I've done my training in the Northeast and uh, happy to be in St. Louis now. Um, I still practice medicine, so I do hospitalist shifts and I also do palliative consults. Thank you very, very much. And, and talk to us a little bit about the role of chief medical officer today, what, what does that look like today? What are the core priorities? What are you watching closely? You know, as the chief medical officer, I think um, quality and patient safety are always top of our list. Um, and then also uh, the interaction we have with our medical staff, our providers, um, and really all of the staff in the hospital, because every everyone is interconnected. For me, the biggest priorities that I focus on day in, day out has been just making sure that we're practicing to our standard of care and going beyond that, making sure the quality we have at our hospital is beyond what patients would expect and really reaching the patients that we can try to get to within the four walls of the hospital and out in the community. Um, I make sure that our providers have the resources that they need you know, right now there's a lot of focus on workplace violence. So, you know, it's not just patient safety, but also staff safety that we think about. And uh, a lot of the other uh, work that goes into my day is with case management, uh, working on length of stay, working on readmissions, and making sure that we get our patients the care that they deserve even after they leave the hospital. And talk about palliative care, palliative care. How challenging is that? Is that does that take a, a, a deep emotional psych to be able to deal with that? Talk to us a little bit about that. You know, palliative care is really just taking care of the patient's overall needs. You know, when we're dealing with a medical diagnosis, we we talk about the treatment plan, the options. We're looking at numbers, the lab work. We're looking at imaging, and and. Sometimes it's a little more clear what we're treating and then the plan is set up for us. With palliative care, it's really about the patient's personal needs, uh, their mental, spiritual well-being, as well as their physical well-being. So instead of focusing on the numbers, now we're kind of looking at the patient. You know, what symptoms do they have? What's making them uncomfortable? What are, what are their aspirations? What is their goal a week, month, a year down the line? And we help the patients deal with the problems that they have. You know, you get diagnosed with something that could be life-altering. You know, how can palliative medicine help you uh, deal with that? Because, you know, now it's not just 
that you have to take maybe more medications or you need a procedure, but you know, um, the way you live your life day to day might change, uh, your diet might change, um, how you're ambulating could change. And so palliative medicine really helps support all of that and encompasses it with what your medical doctors are saying about your actual diagnosis. The, the one thing about palliative medicine that I spend a lot of time doing is educating the difference between palliative and hospice. Uh, palliative medicine is something that can be a part of you for years. Hospice is, is different, and uh, we try to let patients know what that means because the services that palliative care offers um, can be very beneficial. And, and we don't want patients to confuse palliative and hospice because whenever people hear of hospice, they think, oh, I'm, I must be dying. Whereas in palliative care, it's, it's not that you're dying, it's that you have a chronic condition that's going to be life-altering, and we're here to support you through that for the rest of your life. Thank you. And that's an important distinction because many of us don't think of it that way, and I appreciate you clarifying that so much. That's really helpful. Talk about Dr. Vyas. When you look at the next 12 months, 2024, what are you most excited about going into 2024? Maybe also what are you most focused on? And those could be the same or different, but what, what are you looking, focused and excited about for next year? Um, you know, uh, the one thing that I'm really excited about is that we're starting to see the overall staff um, getting back to their norm. You know, the pandemic kind of threw us off and now things are starting to set back together. Our priorities and our focuses are all starting to align and we're no longer in that survival mode. We're finally starting to step out of that and, and look at new opportunities and, and really try to improve the care that we're delivering. Um, one thing that I'm going to be very heavily focused on is our length of stay. Unfortunately, in our community, a few uh, post-acute care locations uh, closed post-pandemic. And so, you know, really focusing on how we can get these patients back home or uh, get them the post-acute care that they need for them to be able to recover. And, uh, you know, that puts some, uh, some attention on our length of stay. And so really looking at not just where they're going to go post-discharge, but how can we make their care more efficient while they're here? Um, so that they're in and out quicker. And, you know, as you know, the best place to heal is at home where you're most comfortable. So that's our goal. We want to get these patients back home, um, but we want to make sure we do it the right way. And we want to make sure that they have what they need once they are home. Thank you. And take one moment on the skilled nursing facility issue. I saw MedTech just um, requested lower rates, reducing rates for skilled nursing facilities. But, but as you mentioned, we hear constantly from hospitals that there's not enough places to discharge patients to. So talk about that and that shortage of post-acute facilities. Just give us a moment there and how acute that problem looks. You know, um, for some of our patients, it's, it's really waiting for a bed to open up um, because there could be a location that could accept the patient, but it's really far from home, right? And we, we'd hate to do that. We'd hate to have to send the patients somewhere where their family has a difficult time visiting. And so it ends up being that the patient just stays in the hospital a little bit longer. And, and that's not the best care for them because for them to go to post-acute care, whether it's acute rehab or a skilled nursing facility, they're gonna get the care they need there. And it's one step closer to getting back home. 
And so we, we really see that difficulty when it comes to not being able to find the right bed or the right location and being able to find the care that these patients need. We have some unique populations where um, they need a specialized location, especially when you think about behavioral health. Um, and so those those beds are even more limited. And, and it's really unfortunate because sometimes you don't really get that care in the hospital setting that you do need at a behavioral health facility. So um, we're, we're seeing we're seeing a strain there, but we're hoping that our other efforts around what BJC is doing and what we're doing for the community can kind of help alleviate that gap. But but we'll see. It's it's still a lot of work in the in the process. Dr. Fias, anything else you want to share with our listeners today? And thank you so much for joining us. Anything else you'd like to share with listeners? Thank you for having me. This was great. Just love the opportunity to chat. Thank you. I mean, it's really a remarkable career you've had. Thank you for joining us on the Becca's Healthcare Podcast. Again, Dr. Pooja Vyas, Chief Medical Officer at Christian Hospital, part of the BJC system, one of the great systems of the country. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you. It's so important for leaders at the top of organizations to keep learning, stay sharp, grow their networks. To help our audience better do this in a more simplified, personalized, and meaningful way, Becker's Healthcare has launched MyBHC. It's your trusted Becker's healthcare experience and more with content, connections, events, and learning opportunities. Join the community free of charge at www.my.beckershospitalreview.com and we'll see you there.